Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Director of Human Performance for Nick's Hydration and former NFL performance coach, Pratik Patel. In this episode, Pratik and I discuss the hunger hormones leptin and ghrelin, how sleep impacts impulse control, and how long you should diet before taking a break. Before we get started, please take two seconds and hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are joining us from. So now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Pratik, there are two hormones, leptin and ghrelin, that I don't think a lot of people know about when it comes to hunger and uh, weight loss. Can you discuss these two hormones and how they impact a weight loss journey or just a health journey in general? Yeah, so leptin and ghrelin are the hunger hormones. And the way that I like to remember it is leptin is going to tell your body to stop, eat less. Ghrelin is going to get, you know, it's when you're hungry, ghrelin is saying like, hey, go, 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 I always thought ghrelin is growl. Yeah, ghrelin is growl. That's a great way of putting it. So these hormones are naturally present. Leptin, um, it's found in fat tissue. So the funny thing is, in people that are leaner, they actually have less leptin. Which I don't think a lot of people know about that Hmm. because it makes sense because if you have less leptin, you have less telling you to stop Mm -hmm. because the body recognizes, well, if I don't have as much body fat on me, I'm a leaner person. I need to eat. It's just our normal physiological mechanism over time. Same thing with people that might actually be obese. They have a high amount of leptin, but the issue with that is they have leptin resistance. So even though they have a higher amount, the resistance of that signal to say, hey, you need to stop eating isn't as well received. And in the same token, if you have somebody that has elevated blood glucose levels. I was thinking insulin resistance. Exactly. Same same type of moniker in the body. Hmm. So these, these hormones play off each other. Uh, again, they work how we work. So if we're used to a set schedule, we eat at the same time around the same amount, our body gets used to everything that we're doing. So just like everything, every cell, every tissue, every organ in our body is a circadian rhythm, so do kind of the hormone patterns that our body follows. So whatever you're currently doing is what your body's used to. So if you've ever been a person that ends up, you know, waking up later or waking up earlier or missing a mealtime, you know that there's some kind of dysregulation because if you're unable to eat when you want to eat, the hunger sometimes carry over. Even for the most disciplined of people mm. that, you know, might be at a healthy way, they're happy. You know, what happens to me on the weekends if I end up sleeping in or I've got something going on and I miss a feeding. The hunger just carries over because my body hasn't recognized, okay, it, it's encountering a stress. It doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's good. It's just there's a change to my homeostasis. So the issue with keeping these things in line is really important because, again, as we lose weight, we start changing the way those hormones act. And it's, it's not a, a bad thing when you actually end up losing weight if you have less leptin. If you're a busy person that wants to max out your potential, then I invite you to sign up for my weekly newsletter adaptation. Every Friday, you'll receive a short email from me with tips to improve your mind, body, and recovery. Last week, I detailed new research on why cognitively demanding work leads to poor decision-making and what you can do about it. I also discussed the surprising new science regarding how long you need to exercise to live longer and so much more. You can sign up now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.ericcorum.com. Now, back to the show. So there was a book that came out I think this is the early 2000s. You remember, like, I haven't read a men's health magazine in a long, long time, so no judgment if you do. But like, there was this book called Cheat to Lose, and the idea was is this. This is like probably 2004 or five. It's like if you're dieting for a long period of time, 
um, that ghrelin signal keeps going up because you're like hungry, 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 hungry. And then the guy was like, have a cheat meal. The ghrelin's going to go down. You're going to kind of go back to normal. And then you start dieting again. I think, I think the danger in saying that is people are like, cheat meal. Yeah. I'm going to eat Any and everything a large pizza, uh, you know, a whole tub of ice cream or whatever. But the idea of like when the signal gets super strong, is it good to, you know, bump up your calories maybe for a day to like maintenance or above maintenance? I don't know. I just want to know what you think about this. Like as that set signal gets really, really strong, it's super uncomfortable. Like, what do you do? You know, if you've been dieting for like a month and you're just like hurting so bad, um, do you then bump it up for a day or two, kind of get that, that hormone signal down and then start going back to dieting? Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be very different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But being in a long, long-term caloric deficit isn't always going to be the solution because you do have a lot of hormonal changes that happen in the body. And it's, it's a stress. You know, it you, is. Do, you don't want to be in a caloric deficit for an extended period of time without getting back to maintenance and letting all these different hormones that have been affected get back to where they need to be. What's your rule of thumb for how long somebody should be in a deficit? If they're continuing to see progress... It's slow, and I'm not talking about, oh, I need to lose five pounds a week. No, maybe it's a quarter, maybe it's a half, and they feel good. So, you know, identifying the subjective along with the objective. Mm-hmm. Do you, are your energy levels high? Do you think really well? Are you sleeping great? What is your confidence level? How is your digestion? All these things. If everything's like, man, it's going really well, I'm like, okay, we'll stay in this caloric deficit until, hey, I haven't lost much weight. I'm kind of like feeling a little bit sluggish, a little bit tired. It's like, okay, let's use this week to get you back to maintenance calories. That way, hey, weight loss is going to be plateaued, but you're not going to gain any weight. Mm-hmm. But you might feel a little bit better. You might have a little bit more energy. Your workouts might actually be a little bit better too because ideally you probably increased the carbohydrates that you're been depleted. De- depleted of. So now you're even going to have better workouts. Now the motivation kind of resets to say, okay, maybe I can be at maintenance for one or two weeks and then do some calculations. You know, What is my resting metabolic rate or BMR? And then, hey, let's go, go back, back in. Let's go back in. So... The things that definitely do affect leptin and ghrelin, the timing of when you eat and, you know, if you are inconsistent with when you eat and how much you eat, that throws the body off because then it doesn't necessarily know like, all right, it's time for me to eat, but I'm not necessarily hungry. But then when I'm hungry, it's not going to be the time for me to eat. Staying up later. So sleep affects a lot of different things. So that has Mm. a big impact on leptin and ghrelin. Having your cortisol levels out of whack too, because anything that you do, medications that you take, That'll impact your circadian rhythm. It'll phase shift, phase delay. Uh, so these are the things to kind of be aware of. And again, with anything in life, whether it's exercise, whether it's health, whether it's nutrition and diet and sleep, being as consistent as possible allows you to have that control. But when things are really dysregulated, when you start staying up later, you know, the, the studies show that you're more likely to eat anywhere from 200 to 250 extra calories, which influences when your body might want to go to sleep because you're still in a stressed state, cortisol mm-hmm. is elevated. Studies there, late night snacking is more correlated to adiposity, obesity, and poor sleep. So then if you have poor sleep and you wake up, you're just kind of a little bit more dysregulated. So you're already in a stressed state. You're more likely to do something for comfort. So then you don't follow the plan or the things that you had been doing that worked well, and you go for something that's comfortable, you know, instead of what you should be eating or you want to eat to help you reach your goals. Super interesting. Yeah, I think that the leptin and ghrelin deal, I think when people understand that, like, I'm not psychotic, I feel hungry. And it's because there is this hormone saying, eat, eat, eat. 
And I think these rules of like, hey, you've been dieting for a while. You're maybe you're trying to lose some weight, or maybe like you're like, why am I? Why am I? You know, feeling hungry at these weird times because you're not being consistent. You know, having consi- like consistency is good. You know, when you go to bed, when you wake up, we know that sleep consistency is really important for health. We know that, you know, eating at a regular interval. And then if you've been dieting, it's you're going to feel this way. And then if somebody's leading you in that process, you may want to talk to them about, hey, it's been two months. We need to bump this up a little bit because I feel like crud all the time. So thank you so much. This was an awesome conversation. Thanks for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot on your phone and post it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you post stuff. And be sure to tag me and tell me why you like the episode and what you'd like to hear more of in the future so I know what content to create for you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.